Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. It's come that time for Wiz's team, the Minnesota Vikings. Last year, 13 and 4. One of the worst defenses in the league. Probably the most exciting wide receiver in the league. And kind of a polarizing figure at quarterback in, in Kirk Cousins, who I've enjoyed watching during this uh, quarterback series on Netflix. But the Vikings, it's going to be difficult for them to reproduce what they did last year. They've got some changes uh, on the defensive side of the football as far as coaches go and personnel goes. But Kevin O'Connell in his second year as head coach whiz has some work to do to uh, move up. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, coming off that year last year, you just have a feeling that there's going to be some regression winning so many games by one score and winning a lot of these crazy games all falling away. So you have to think there's going to be a regression with that. I think this is Kirk Cousins' last stand. I think this is going to be his last year with the Vikings. Um, and I know Brian Flores is there as defensive coordinator, but their defense is terrible. And then they decided to replace Adam Thielen and take Jordan Addison, who's going to be a terrific player, uh, but not doing much on the defensive side of the football I'm dubious about the Vikings' chances this year. I think this could be Kirk Cousins' last year. I don't think they may give him a long-term deal. And as far as Kirk Cousins, go, you know, his oh, Wiz, can, I, can, can I share one thing on the Vikings? That even though they were 13-4 and four last year, right? They gave up 463 more yards than they gained, and they scored three less points. That's with a 13-4 and four record. So that's pretty startling yeah, no, stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's, that, that's why you just have to figure that just based on probabilities, there's going to be a regression. Um, I think they're going to be a lot closer to 500 this year, and I think there's a decent chance they do not make the playoffs, but we'll see how it plays out if their defense could play better. But uh, Kirk Cousins is one of these quarterbacks that I think is – could be a quarterback one. He's somewhere in that 10 to 14 rank range, I think, right there with Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott. I think at that point it's kind of like personal preference, who you prefer. So I have I have quarterback, I have Kirk Cousins right around the edge of quarterback one. How do you see it? Uh, I love talking about Kirk Cousins. With. So I, I get on these constant battles. I'm on a text chain with uh, three other buddies. And two of us love Kirk Cousins, think he's a really talented quarterback. Two of these guys can't stand him, not clutch, doesn't win the big game, can't win in prime time, blah, blah, blah. First of all, he had one of the greatest comebacks in history last year. Uh, and don't, don't you worry, we made those two guys uh, hear about it after that game. Um, Wiz, in his tenure with the Minnesota Vikings, his six-year tenure, uh, he is second in completion percentage, he is sixth in yards, and he's fifth in touchdowns thrown. It is hard to argue with those statistics. I get it that, you know, you want to look at win losses and stuff like that, but you and I both know is Mike Zimmer ran this def- defense and team into the ground over the course of his last two or three years. They didn't get any help on the defensive side of the ball again last year. They're probably looking at a very difficult one this year because Brian Flores is not putting pads and a helmet on. He's just coaching these guys. So I know they got the great Harrison Smith, who's probably a future Hall of Famer uh, in that secondary, but the rest, of the, the rest of the guys back there aren't very good. Um, this is a team that's just, yeah, that's the issue, right? But Kirk Cousins has been very successful. I'd say last year, a couple of games, definitely some boneheaded plays, unable to beat the Giants. Uh, he threw 14 picks, but... To your point, Wiz, Kirk Cousins, 
last four seasons, fantasy quarterback has ranked between 10 and 12. So do you have him inside quarterback yes. one? Do you have him right he, there? He is a quarterback one, absolutely. Yeah, and I think uh, I think I think that's about right. And you know, look, he he can get very very hot, and he can make some poor decisions. I, I watched um, the Vikings last year, and some of those some of those Jalen Rieger caused a couple no. of those interceptions, just not understanding the right routes and all of that. But uh, Wiz, also, um, hold on a second. In a few of those games. Kirk Cousins, I don't remember which game. I, I can't remember which game it was. There was a game last year where Kirk Cousins would receive receive the snap, and the minute he had the ball up, he, he had two guys on top. There was one game that, yeah, was, a that was that was that was against the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, they, my got, they God. got destroyed in that game. Oh, yeah, there's no, there's nothing. He had no chance in that game. There's nothing you can do about that. Well, but well again, you, friends of mine are contending during that game that that's on Kirk Cousins, and that's absolutely not the case. I know we don't have enough time to teach your friends football, though. So, <laughs> I hope they life. listen to this because two boneheads is what I have to say. So, uh, football, Alexander Madison is a good player. He, he runs hard. Um, he, you know, he's going to get the lion's share of the carries here. I know there's been talking up of Chandler and McBride. And if something would happen to Madison, it would be a full-blown timeshare between all of those guys. But Alexander Madison is a good football player and a good offense. Um, so I like Alexander Madison to be running back to um, somewhere right around running back 20. Um, I would not you know, get him near running back one, but he's certainly in that running back two range. Uh, if you want to debate that he's closer to 15 than 20, um, okay, but I have him, considering the offense, considering that he's going to get the lion's share of the carries, running back back to for Madison. What are your thoughts? Madison can catch it. Um, I, I felt the last couple of times when Dalvin Cook wasn't in there, it felt like Madison didn't have the same electricity that he had kind of like the first two years in his career. That would be my only concern. He only averaged 3.8 yards a carry last year. So, so I, I don't know. I, I like the player too. Um, I, I also think he's he's a really good interview. He's, uh, he's a very polished kid. Um, but yeah, I, I don't disagree with your rating. He's going to be in an offense where he's going to get an opportunity, and I'm I'm somewhat uh, wary of the guys behind him. So I, I, there's a reason why they paid Madison and let Cook go. Uh, as a result, uh, I, I think it's a player with uh, running back two uh, intrigue, without a doubt, Wiz. And Justin Jefferson is not much really to add, except he's, you know, to him being the best wide receiver in football. Um Overall, number one wide receiver. I see a lot of drafts where he's taken as the number one overall pick. Just gets so many targets, great hands. He runs great routes. Um, he's a, a clever player along with being a talented player. Justin Jefferson, overall, top of the heap, wide receiver, number one overall. Jordan Anderson, I'm intrigued by. Because anytime you're playing opposite. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. Justin Jefferson, there's a real opportunity, and Adam Thielen was past his prime these last couple of years, so I don't think the true um, evidence of what can happen when you're playing opposite um, 
a player like Justin Jefferson was shown, but I think you may see that these next couple of years as these players get old together. And K.J. Osborne, I will say, is as good as a number three receiver as there is in the NFL. Uh, I'm assuming Jordan Addison is going to jump him on the depth chart. So I kind of have Jordan Addison to start the season as wide receiver three. K.J. Osborne is more of a flex player, uh, but certainly there would be a tremendous upgrade in rankings if something would happen to Reed, uh, I mean, to either Addison or K.J. Osborne. Um, how do you see it with those three Viking receivers? Yeah, I don't think there's much to add on, on, on you know, particularly on uh, on uh, Jefferson, who's just, just a beast, right? To start his career, just crazy stuff what he's done to start his career, right? So, uh, so I agree with you there. If I'm not mistaken, Wiz, didn't... Uh, didn't Addison win the Blitnikoff Award when he was at Pitt? Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, they went to the USC. I mean, he's he's a he's a he's a terrific player. I mean, I liked him a lot better than Quentin Johnson. Um, yeah, I know. So, you, you talked about you were very happy that this is where he landed, and like you said, he gets the opportunity in a place where Thielen caught seventy balls last year. Even though he was kind of uh, kind of at the tail end of his, his Viking career. I know he's kind of signed on with Carolina now, but yeah, Addison's got some appeal to me uh, without a doubt. KJ Osborne, like you said, caught 60 balls last year, but both of those guys like Thielen and Osborne were kind of shorter pass possession guys where Addison's got a little bit of that kind of deeper ball attached to him. So I, I, again, I, I see Jefferson going in most leagues, number one in PPR leagues. So it's kind of hard to fight against that right now, uh, but definitely somewhere in the top three, four. Um, and he is the number one receiver for sure. But Addison's got some some definite upside whiz. And I think Osborne will have some flex appeal. The, the problem with those secondary receivers is the fact that the, the Vikings have a tight end who they made sure they got the ball once they received him last year. Yeah, that is, that is true. Um, T.J. Hawkinson's not only fantasy football-wise, but he's one of the best tight ends in football. He's an elite blocker, a physical player, and then also has that rare ability to do stuff with the ball, yards after catch for a tight end. He's up there with any tight end in football in terms of all around. In terms of fantasy, I don't know if you want to say that he's definitely in the top three. I could see that. Even if you want to say you, you like him this year better than Mark Andrews, um, I could see that debate as well. But certainly TJ Hawkinson is clearly, after Kelsey, one of the first tight ends, if not the first tight end that you would take after Kelsey's off the board. Yeah, kind of falling that way. If you look at what he did in, in eight of the 10 games that he played with the Vikings, and you know, this is a guy that just walks in, learns a new playbook, and he gets eight targets a game in eight of the 10 games, right? Hard to ignore that. Caught a lot of balls, not necessarily a lot of yards. He, he did not average 10 yards a, a catch, which I thought that was kind of unusual because in the past he's kind of gotten down the seam and all, right? Is it? This is a good player. I know this is a player that you like a lot. Only three touchdowns with the Vikings, but but again, he caught sixty balls in ten games, uh, and and he was a big part. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, he had a big game in that playoff game against the Giants too. Is right? Yeah, he certainly. Yeah, he certainly did. Um, so, Greg Joseph is, I think, is an interesting tight end to draft uh, in fantasy football league. No, no, because no. no he's, he, he's the kicker. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Greg Joseph. Um, I just think he they send him out there for long field goals. Um, he 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 he's made some long field goals. Uh, an offense like that, where there's so many scoring opportunities, Greg Joseph, I think, is clearly um, one of the top ten or twelve kickers you take in in your draft. And 
As far as the Vikings defense is concerned, you know, unless the NFL changes the rules and allows the Vikings to play with 15 guys on defense, um, <laughs> I'm staying away from them in all formats. <laughs> Anything you wanted to add to Joseph and the Vikings? Yeah, I'm not a Viking defense. No, thank you uh, for sure. Uh, Greg Joseph was, I don't, I don't know. Is that, this is a kicker. This, this is what I struggle with, Greg Joseph. And he, I had him on a couple of teams last year, and I, I lost it on a couple of occasions. So he missed 13 combined kicks last year between field goals and extra points. That's three more than any other kicker in the league. That's a lot of kicks missed, okay? In the two seasons he's been with the Vikings, he ranks in the bottom 10 in field goal percentage, 83%, and he's next to last on extra points. This is despite the fact that he's kicking in that schmancy-fancy stadium that they have now. So he was 4 for 10. I know they send them out there, Wiz, but he was 4 for 10 from 50 yards plus. So Didn't he make a 60-yarder last He year? did. He did make a 60-yarder, yeah. but he's still 4 for 10 from 50 plus. So, yeah. I get. I just think of it. Uh, no, yeah. your intrigue is correct, but the stats say warning signs is what I'm saying. Was I, I hear you on that? But just what, what does it say when the coach is allowing the kicker to attempt fifty? You know, 10, <laughs> no, I get it. Plus off goals. I mean, yeah, I, I just think you know the fact that their offense is so good and uh, I, know, I agree. I, I could be scarred though. Is this is a guy that's you know. No, if, I, it, I, hear you and he's he's not a consistent kicker he, he reminds me in some ways of greg zerline where <laughs> you feel that he has a better chance of making a 64 yard field goal than he has of making a 44 yard field goal um he gives you that kind of feeling about him but just the the, the, the wild games the vikings figure to be in there's just so many scoring opportunities and i guess maybe i'm looking at from a viking perspective probably have him in a couple of leagues yeah, I think there was one game two or three years ago. The, the Vikings, it was like a crazy fourth quarter. I think they were playing the Rams. And I think Joseph missed three kicks between uh, the fourth quarter and overtime. Uh, they ended up losing the game. I had him, and I was in the car driving back from watching football with you guys. We had gone up to watch games, and I was – I'm listening to this on the radio. Uh, luckily, I did not drive off the road, but uh, I, I was not a happy camper. All righty, so – we fail to say in our auction league we're against each other, you'll be uh, going out if I nominate Greg Joseph, I guess. Uh, that's probably true, Wiz. Yeah, that's probably Alrighty. true. You know, this is, this is fantasy. When you get scarred by somebody, sometimes it's tough, <laughs> tough going back in the water. Uh, well said, well said. All right, so that's it. NFC North wrapped up. We got a nice pace going, Wiz. We're right on time for all this stuff. Um, obviously, things will change. First week of Full preseason is this week, so exciting for that. My Giants are against those Lions on Thursday night. We got, I think we got five games, and there'll be a plenty of television coverage. So we'll have a lot to talk about later in the week. But uh, that's it for us. Uh, wrapping this up, halfway through the NFC, Guru and Wiz, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Well done, Wiz. Always great talking, and we'll speak later in the week. Yeah, you do the same. Thank you.